You're listening to the Feasible Filmcast. Here is your host, Chris Martin. Hello and welcome to episode number 48 of the Feasible Filmcast, the podcast where we review a film in three acts to see if it's feasible to go out to the multiplex and check it out with your precious time and cash. Uh, this week's episode includes a review of Searching, and uh, the synopsis goes a bit like this. After his 16-year-old daughter goes missing, a desperate father breaks into her laptop to look for clues to find her, a thriller that unfolds entirely on computer screens. Um, your director is Anish Cha- um, Chagney? Chaganty? Chaganty? I butchered his name, but... Um, and this is, as far as I know, his debut film, and it stars John Cho. You might know him as um, Harold and Harold and Kumar, as well as Deborah Messing, Joseph Lee, and you know some other people. Um, and the budget for this was probably pretty pretty darn low. Um, uh, you know, just kind of like an overview. Uh, you know, searching feels like. You know, something fresh, um, you know, when it's presented with like, you know, a marketing machine, a decent marketing push. But, you know, horror, um, you know, like screen POV horror has been done before. You know, I think we're up into at least four or five movies at this point. You know, um, Unfriended, um, you know, the recently released um, Unfriended Dark Web just came out. And Me- Emily Was Away was another one or a couple that come to mind. And ones that I think do it a bit better. Um, and I think we're just executed a bit better. Um, the, the, the main problem with searching is it's just, it's just a little too obvious from the get-go and really, really obvious like what's going to happen and um, easy to figure out. Um, you know, all the sense of hope and triumph or any really um, emotional backing, I believe, is like all, you know, it's just, it's floundered kind of in its buildup, um, you know, because most people understand you know the dangers of putting your life out there online you know going you know public and things like that um but you know there's very few that actually take the time to research what the information where the information is going um, out to the world you know who it's being sold to what is being marketed you know what the information is used to be marketed about you and yourself and people that can connect and believing in those people and you know not being able to see someone face to face is you know, understandably dangerous. So, um, you know, I think the commentary of the movie could have been something more grand, um, you know, but in the end, does it turn out to be a dud or a can't miss? You know, we'll, we'll check it out here in the review in a second. So um, let's break down the third acts of this week of the film. And, um, you know, it's, I guess it's like a horror, I guess you could consider it horror. I'd say it's more of a thriller. Um, so let's get down to it. You know, this week it'll be, you know, locations, you know, the locations are all on screen. So we'll go in a little bit of that. Um, if there's any like tension involved in certain setups and certain sequences and how the story is told. And then of course the third, uh, act of feasibility will be the story. So, um, all that plus, you know, typical, you know, the likes, the dislikes, the final score of searching and a bonus review of the film that came out recently, Truth or Dare. So, you know, without with that all the with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get on to the review. So, the first part of the review is, um, you know, Act One of this review will be locations, and um, you know. The whole movie is said to take place on on a, a computer and you know computer screens and 
you know, I enjoyed the fact that everything happens on screen, but um, I don't know that it's that interesting. You know, films, like if you think about um, films like um, Unfriended, you know, you have, you have, it's very, very similar. You know, you have the, you have the, the woman is in there is going online, you know, checking up with her friends. People are Skyping in and showing video. And then you have like some ominous presence that comes in and starts, you know, causing problems and rifts and very similar to what happens on in, in searching or, or somewhat similar. But the, the fact, the thing about that movie is it kind of sticks with the supernatural. So it's sort of, I don't know, it's just fun. You know, horror movies, you know, get a bad rap for being gory and things like that. But for, you know, for the most part, people go to them for, you know, to, to get thrilled. And, you know, we've talked about this before in other horror films. They, you know, you go to be thrilled, you go to have a good time, and you go to get scared or laugh or, you know, there's different subgenres. But for the most part, you know, you, you want to go be scared at, at some point, you know. Um, and I just don't think that this story justifies it. Um, you know, it plays like a episode of, um, you know, your favorite crime um, podcast, like Criminal or Lore or, you know, Serial in some cases. Um, and it does, doesn't have any, really any emotional, I mean, I can't say it doesn't have any emotional involvement because the first, like, 15 minutes are pretty emotional. But, you know, it's kind of... Um, it's just not used. It's not. It's not used in a way that makes it to, that graphs the the. It doesn't. It doesn't use the emotional elements to graph itself onto the story throughout its length, you know, and really keep it going. It's just in one spot in the beginning, and uh, I just don't think it has a lot of the you know meat on the bone that you need for a good thriller. And so, yeah. So locations. There's. There's, um, you know, Skype chats, there's going on Google, there's, you know, searching through phone books, searching through Macs, searching through Windows, you know, following somebody as they grow up. And, you know, my, my main takeaway is, yes, anytime you tell a story of, you know, I guess it's not spoiling this, but it happens within the first couple minutes, you know, the, the mother, there's, there's a father, um, a mother and a little daughter, and... The daughter, of course, is the one that goes missing, but the, 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 the wife, she's diagnosed with lymphoma disease and, you know, she's terminal or becomes terminal. So, you know, there's the emotional element of, you know, showing posts about, you know, is, is she going to get better? And, you know, anybody that goes through something like that, a traumatic event, is going to attach themselves to it. You know, if you're human, you're going you're gonna to feel something for this, you know, person and what they're going through. Um, but... That that's that it ends, you know, it ends where it ends, you know, and, and it doesn't carry that thing through until the very, you know, very very end. There's kind of like a stinger, like you would bring a, a a joke back into the the story to you know have one final stinger at the end. You know the the face off the face off moment. You know the fingers down the face face off moment, and it just doesn't have any type of impact. It's very similar to that, and um, so. You know, as the father figures out that the uh, his daughter, you know, went missing, he goes and looks for, you know, certain things about, you know, goes through a computer and tries to find things out. And, um, you know, in doing so, it, you know, he, he goes, it showcases some pretty neat stuff, like logging into Windows, logging into Macs, like I said, going through emails, logging into Facebook, 
you know, and, and all, you know, I think all that's interesting. Um, but there's some other parts later on the line where he just, you know, gets new passwords made and things like that. And they kind of bypass it just to go straight to the, to, to the meat of the story. And a lot of that I think could be bypassed. And I believe, you know, the movie's like around an hour and a half. And really, I think you could sell this movie. You could tell a story in like 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, you really, I at least was, was feeling it, you know, with all the new segments and, um, you know, looking on Google Maps and seeing where this was. It's it's something that you would do yourself. So it's just not all that interesting, you know. It's just you go to the movies to be entertained in a way that's not part of, like, ordinary life. And, um, you know, it almost could be done better as a mockumentary, I guess, or something like, you know, Emily is Away or Unfriended, you know. Um, add, add, go all in, you know, and, and don't make it, based on a realistic, you know, situation, I believe. And so, I mean, that's what it is. That's what I think it should be. But, you know, what you're given is just kind of a, you know, a mediocre thriller that, you know, that, you know, it's just, it's just bare bones. So, you know, with that out of the way, let's go to act two and uh, get to the tension. So, the tension in this film, of course, just ratchets ratchets up once you learn certain things about certain people, like, you know, who the girl's been hanging out with. And, you know, instantly, you know, when you're seeing, like, you know, the, the father access, like, you know, like kind of like a YouTube thing where there's videos of them talking about where they're going and seeing and things like that, there comes a, sen- there comes a, a, a sense of you completely understanding what's going on before he does and searching for it and knowing that profiles may not be what you think they are or, you know, and it's very, very obvious and it's thrown about like, um, there's no way that, you know, that the viewer can kind of pick certain things out. So it's kind of given to them, like shown to them, like, you know, what I'm trying to say is like the red herrings that you would see in a, it's kind of hard to talk about without spoiling, but the red herrings you would typically see in a movie are, are presented, you know, in a way that's just so easy to figure out and something that you won't be guessing on. You know, it's something very, very typical. Um, it's something that, you know, like the, the, the police should catch up on easily. And so, especially for um, a, like a manhunt that's of this magnitude that makes it onto the news, you would think that they would, you know, do their due diligence and, go through and um, research every possible uh, thing that happens. And, you know, if, if the girl's alive or if she's dead and, you know, if there's evidence, like going through that evidence and finding things and being able to find all that information out just by calling people and searching online is a little far-fetched. But yet again, it, it, it it's just you know mediocre i guess is what i'd say um there's no real jump scares there's no real um parts where you're on edge or have any type of emotional investment at least i didn't there was no you know there's no jump scares there's no you know heavy revelations and i th- i think even if you didn't catch the revelations and they happen you still wouldn't you know be gasping or anything like that you know it's very um by the books and, uh, you know, as far as all the acting goes across the board, you know, it has the, uh, um, you know, the father's brothers in it. 
and there's a there's a police captain that's going through trying to help them and you know they that um the acting's you know decent you know each character has uh, um you know their role um and uh they they mostly do a good job uh, like like you know performing to the camera making it feel kind of like real situations and you know real locations and kind of going above and beyond as far as like you know not uh, 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 like coming up to like not showcasing like uh, like stereotypes i guess like you know not having you know your your drunk party guy on there or you know all these different i guess they do have them in there but now that i think about it they do have those in there but i guess they meld them all in a way where it's not eye rolling you know it's more believable and so i guess that's a plus but um yeah it's just it's just so vanilla i mean it it, it it's like it's hard to talk about without spoiling it but even if you did it really wouldn't i don't i don't really think he it would be giving away much because it's it's just such a typical story. Um, okay, so Act Three. Act Three is the story. So um, we've we've gone over the story a little bit. Um, I'd say um, I'm trying to think if we should spoil it or not. Maybe there, maybe we'll do a spoiler. Maybe there should be a spoiler section at the very end so we can go over like every little you know all the little details and thoughts that I have. And I'm sure, you know, that most people have that are watching it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's an event, you know, the story starts, the, the girl's missing, there's an investigation and then there's a conclusion. And, uh, it's, it's not very, it's not all that satisfying. There's no scares. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the, all the different ways that they showcase, like how to get into passwords and, you know, how, you know, things are manipulated to, to gain information. It seems that the father shouldn't, I mean, I know the whole story, the whole thing encapsulated, the whole story encapsulated is, you know, as a father, you shouldn't distance yourself from people after a traumatic event, you know, either a traumatic events, either going to spiral you out of control or it's going to bring you up. And, the father's going online and reading all these things, especially like when a news story comes out about him and he might be involved. And, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily ever show what, what the father's going through, you know, or responding to these people. Um, and one thing that I thought that they might do is there's a certain sequence where they go on YouTube and, you know, it shows like comments from people and it's your typical, you know, comments on YouTube, you know, people just kind of, you know, just being negative and not really um, adding to the conversation and just kind of posting, you know, different things to get likes. And, you know, and I think that could have been something really, really interesting. And I thought that the story might go that way, you know, is when there's like a manhunt going on for the girl or for his daughter, um, when she goes missing, um, I thought that it was going this way. I thought it would be an opportunity to show, um, and, you know, go, go into it a little bit more, like how people use certain situations to benefit themselves, like how they take, um, you know, a, like a situation that's close to them and use it to their benefit, you know, you know, like it, whether it be posting videos, you know, showing your sadness or, you know, 
posting things to different people or sending sympathies to people or talking to people that you haven't talked to in 10 years that you know you should have. So there's things like that. And I thought for, for a fact that they were going to go into that. And it kind of, it would have been, I think, powerful. And a movie that showcases that, I think, would be really interesting um, in using that. Um, like, I never knew if the, 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 the movie was going to go sh- into any type of supernatural stuff or not. But, you know, if you're going to play it straight-laced, I'd say hit you over, hit us over the head with something that'll make a statement, that'll get you talking, get you thinking, things like that. But, you know, like I said, I've said over and over again, it seems like in this interview or this review that um, it's just so obvious, you know, about what's going to happen. So anyway, um, so let's do the likes. So the likes, um, I'd say, you know, it, it was pretty, you know, okay to look at, um, you know, showcasing certain things, zooming into certain things I, ha- I thought had a good effect. You know, it's very similar to, uh, you know, movies of like the 90s, like when the web is still there and like people were searching for things, clicking on things. Um, um, we'll actually get into this on Truth or Dare. But it seems that, you know, there's always research that's done that find you can find out exactly what happened to certain people and you know with technology today especially with google like tracking everything you do um should have been easier i think to find this person in this situation especially when you find out what happens but um yeah uh, but yeah like like i said like it was, it was okay it was an okay movie to look at nothing really groundbreaking but uh the dislikes um you know Having to create ways to stay online, you know, showcasing helicopter footage from a news station that's streaming, um, you know, coming up with devices that, you know, only stream online are really, really kind of unbelievable there towards the end. And I mean, just unnecessary and ordinary, you know, it just makes it, it makes it not fun because it's just so ordinary. It's something you see every single day. And something, you know, look, it just makes it seem like anybody could do this. Like, you could literally film this movie by yourself, I think, because there, you know, there's really no special effects. It's just you have a screen, you have a, you know, it's, it's, it would be very, very simple. Um, it's almost like someone trying to go in and make a serious unfriended, you know, trying to add some type of artistic flair to it. But, I mean, everything's there for you, you know, the... Um, get more technical with it, you know, with the searching, get, um, showcase something that might make you think or might make you say, oh, well, you know, this is actually really interesting, but it's very, very cut and dry, very easy to understand and then doesn't take any chances. So, um, so let's go ahead and get to the final score. Um, I'd say, you know, all in all, it's probably a 2.5 out of 5. Um, and would it be feasible for you to go check out? Um, I'd say if you're a fan of, I don't know, I, I'd say it's, it's definitely stepped down from, you know, the other, uh, you know, screen-based horror films we've mentioned previously, like Unfriended and, um, but, um, I don't know. I, if it were me, I, I would say no, it's not feasible and to, to wait until it comes out. So um, let's move along to our next part, which is the Truth or Dare review. So this movie came out uh, a couple months back, and it's one that 
you know, is fairly interesting because any of these Blumhouse movies that come out, um, if anybody doesn't know the the uh, the synopsis is there's a game that's played. You know, the the classic truth or dare game is played, and you have to do the truth or the dare, and you have to either say what you're going to say or do what you're going to do, or you just die miraculously, or you know, you turn into some kind of de- a demon and you die. So, um, with that said, they uh, so the, it's about a group of kids that um, you know go 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 to Mexico on spring break and uh, you know find this missionary, or, or or they're at spring break and they meet somebody and they take them up and they play this game of truth or dare, and um, somehow the truth or dare game's possessed and you know the kids start dying off one by one. Now it's kind of like we were talking about with searching, it's it's vi- it's a very budget friendly idea. You know, the if you've seen the trailer, the you know the way that they get around, you know, people asking if there's truth or dare is just like this face stretching technology, I guess, or it just stretches people's face. I imagine they're wearing some kind of like green face mask or something, and, and it just stretches their face, or it's just CGI, and it, it looks pretty bad. Um, so the device of the truth or dare is pretty bad. The story I thought um, leading up to the end was <laughs> pretty bad, um, but I, I what I really wanted to focus on was kind of like the the sequences where um, you know the people don't do the truth or the dare, um, and it very it really reminded me of if you liked like Final Destination type movies, this is like in your wheelhouse. Like it it, it follows that, and uh, you know the, those kind of like zany kills, like the way they die, but. Uh, the kids, you know, go through like certain things and, you know, if they do do the truth or do the dare and, uh, you know, there's certain, um, there's certain things that you do that they try to mix in where, you know, if, cause think about it, if everybody did truth, it'd be really easy. You know, all you do is be hurting people's feelings. So they had to come out with a way to where dare was always in there and dare is like the one you don't want to do cause it's always something negative. Um, and you know, there may or may not be some kind of like possession type thing or spiritual thing, you know, that's incorporated, but you can kind of guess, you know, just based on, I mean, just pick any movie, any horror, any big budget or, you know, big release Blumhouse or, you know, some sort of like paranormal activity or conjuring or, you know, any type of supernatural movie that's come out in the last like 10 years, you can pretty much, already kind of guess what's going on uh with this film and um and just like in searching like whenever horror films in general have to do something have to deal with technology that's just when it it falls it just goes south you know you have friends that are dying in this film and the friends that are left they don't really like in final destination they come together and they try to, to do certain things and some people backstab each other and things like that and you know, you never really know what's going to happen in this. It's like they know who's going to be next. They figured out the order of who is going to get the truth or dare, yet they always separate. And it's like you should talk about it, talk about what you're going to say, talk about what you're going to do, Have let everybody know, like, okay, nothing's personal about what I say. You know, your deepest, darkest secrets are going to come out, and you just live with it, you know? It's better to live with it than, you know, the consequences. So it just boggles my mind that, you know, the friends are slowly getting picked off and yet the police, they go to the police, they go to the police and they talk to the police 
and the police just are like, okay, well, don't leave town, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's just, you know, not, let's talk about it, but we don't really care. Let's just see what happens to all the other kids. And you can name all the kids. Why not watch them? But, um, you know, but as far as like the filmmaking goes, there's only a couple locations, like there's like a dorm room and there's a part piece. There's like a, a set in Mexico they go to. Um, the deaths aren't at all that interesting. The face replacement isn't all that interesting. The story isn't interesting. And, you know, it just all comes around to, you know, just feeling that them sitting there and having this, like, oh, let's do this truth or dare idea. And this idea, <laughs> this idea could be a full-fledged horror movie. And it won't cost as much, but we know it'll make bukus of cash. And so let's hire some no-name actors. Um you don't really need much to sell it, um, you know, and, and release it at a time where there's really no other horror movies coming out. So, but all in all, I think, you know, I'd give it like a 1.5 and I would definitely not recommend it. So that brings us to the end of the show. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You know, email me with questions at feasiblefilm at gmail.com. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter. It's at feasiblefilm. And the next week, next week on the show is going to be yet another horror movie. I think this will be third in the third in a row. So uh, it'll be the nun. So until then, stay feasible.